The following program is intended for mature audiences. You're listening to Bottom Shelf Recording Talk. Sounds boring. Oh my, yeah. With your hosts, James Seabrook. Okay, you were paying attention, but the idea is clear in my head, but translating it into English is not. That's brutal. I understand the hypocrisy. And Joey Roach. I don't even know what you do. I was just told you were the man. Some people would say I'm overconfident. That could be my ego talking, though. I'm trying to think of the right word. Oh. Yeah. Must be a tough word. Next subject. Uh, you're bored with this one? You don't hear us gassing on about it. Give you in the horn. I don't think it means what you think it means. By the way, you know, when you're when you're telling these little stories, you have a big mouth. Here's a good idea. What are you even talking about? Have a point. Why are you airing personal matters with complete strangers? It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. The wife will enjoy those pictures. I'm sure she would. <laughs> yeah. Um Hello everybody. Hello, James. Um, well, <laughs> come on, man. We're supposed to be talking to our audience. Don't, maybe? No, we don't actually do that. I like to think that we would, but we don't, actually. I like this angle better, actually. Do you? This, this visually angle. Because I, I, I still feel like I can keep you in my periphery, pay attention to the console, pay attention to the computer. Yeah, and, and if I'm responsible for what's on that other screen, I can see it better because your fat head's not in the way. Except, <laughs> except it's not on that other screen. So let me, let me try to put it up there. Maybe that'll work. Here we go. And you know what? There's supposed to be a, um, a time thing. Where's the time thing? You know what? Today is going We're to so be so prepared today. Well, yeah, <laughs> kind of par for the course, right? Aren't we usually swinging with a handicap? Uh, yeah. 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 Thanks, Mary. <laughs> hey, so so I've done something different with the podcast, um, the the mixing. Okay. I have acquired from Isotope uh, their dialogue denoiser, and I'm using those instead of the gates that we used to use. At least I think I am. Did I turn those gates off? It would behoove me not to. Yeah, I did. Um, and they are far cleaner. They, they, they're a little bit of a gate, mm-hmm. but also a little bit of, um, I, I guess they're, they're more of a, they're more of a um, frequency responsive um, in, uh, expander that is really sensitive to things that are not, um, not voice related um, noise. Cool. Yeah, super cool. It's like, like I ten times doing the awesome processing. With the uh, whole audio repair thing. They really are. Every time they just released um, RX six, which cool. means I'm way behind. Um, but uh, every time they every time they release a new update, I'm I'm super excited about getting it because there are X I have RX two from, I don't know, four years ago or more. Uh, and it has saved my bacon so many times, you know, noise in a noise in an acoustic guitar or, or, um, you know, taking, taking uh, vocal tuning too far or saving bad edits or noise in a master. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, 
So I started doing that and um, that's made me largely pretty happy in recent times. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So today I really want to geek out on gear. Okay. Are you game for that? Yeah. Okay. So, um, I'll start off by my latest, um, catastrophe is I found a first generation blue Kiwi out in Hamilton for, um, for really, really cheap. And when I say first generation, I mean like, like 98, 99, something like that. One of the ones originally made in Latvia instead of made in the U S of Latvian parts, which is what the new ones are. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so it should show up sometime this week. Um, but I've been doing some, I've been doing some research on it and apparently the older ones have a slightly different tone than the newer ones. Um, Okay. So we're going to put it through some extensive testing and well done. Uh, we're going to put it through some extensive testing to, to find out what the differences are, which one sounds nicer already. Um, Roland has turned the, uh, the Kiwi that we have into his like go-to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He loves that thing. He used it on a, uh, heavy metal bass track. It'd probably be pretty good for that. Yeah. And he was loving it. He wants a pair for overheads, but he also wants another one for, um, kick drum, sit on the outside, kind of the FET 47 thing, right? Okay. Yeah. So <clears throat> if it wasn't so damn big. Yeah, it is a big mic. I, I don't know if I would want it as overheads because that falls. The drummer's going to be swearing. <laughs> Fuck the drummer. <laughs> if they fall, I'm going to be swearing. Well, yeah. They're not. <laughs> that's why we have you. these. That's why we have these 10 pound weights to weight down, weigh down the stands. Yeah. Well, and your overhead uh, stands pretty. Solid. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. I don't think I'd put them on the uh on that big monster boom though. No. I don't think I'd trust it. They're um they're they're almost a kilogram each, right? Right. And I know the thing has a it's got a five it's got a five pound, so that's a two and a two ish um kilogram counterweight, but the arm reaches out six feet or right now right now i think it's stretched out eight but yeah and that would make a difference yeah yeah so i don't know i don't know that i would put it on uh put both of them on there i might put one but not both i don't know add more weights to the counterweight then maybe i suppose but i'd i it's, it's still just a tripod stand and i'd be I'd still be worried of teetering or something. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so one would be fine and it's easy enough. Um, I've used, I've used the Kiwi as a mono overhead before and it's easy enough. Heck, I've used the, uh, the Gemini as a mono overhead before and it's, it's almost two pounds. It's almost, yeah, it's almost two kilograms. 
I love to put my spirits on for toms. Have you tried that already? No. Oh. I want that that's why I'm mentioning it. It's because mm. I would love to do that. Large diaphragm condenser mic on toms that you don't have to worry about the drummer destroying. Fashion. Yeah, right. That would be pretty awesome, actually. Um there's a couple of stores. And sounds as good as it does, because the spirits are an awesome sounding mic. The trouble is they're so big, right? Yeah. Finding the right position they're for them. They're about the size of like a U87. I know, but that's so, that's that's kind of the thing, right? In terms of microphone, it's like no Kiwi, so. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but then, but then, all the body of the Kiwi would not be in the drummer's way anyway. No. Yeah. Um, have you? Do you have the? Have you paid off the spirits yet? No, they're getting close to. They're still sitting in the layaway. Yeah, layaway. All right. Yeah. And with the new guitar, it might take me a little longer to pay them off, but <laughs> it's it's not like you're in a rush for them. No, don't have I a, don't have any need for them at the moment. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of where I wanted to take today's podcast: is things we don't have a need for, but really want and would actually use. Well, like half of my compressors. <laughs> <laughs> have like uh, half my rack full of compressors i don't ever use them yeah and you, you only have like you you only have right now like two channels in and out of the computer anyway right i only have one preamp so yeah don't you have the um the little mixer the preamps on the little mixer oh yeah i keep forgetting about that forget about that yeah mainly because it's like hidden in my other desk that i have oh really yeah i, I put it with uh, um, the keyboard rack that comes out, I put yep. it in there and then it's just constantly in. So I never see it. Gotcha. <clears throat> Though if I was to use that, that mixer, I'd probably go in it and clean it. Cause some stuff got spilt on it at some point in time. Aye. So it, it probably needs cleaning before it gets used. Probably sounds like Coke syrup. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> or dry beer. Some. That was actually the only thing, the only thing messed up with this console, and you were here, right? Um, was there was there was enough channels that had obvious bills into them, right? That we had to clean up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's what happens when you get a live board. Yeah, right. It becomes a. It, it was the former resting spot for someone's cheap can of beer. Yeah. Or um, what's his nuts? John, somebody, the sound guy for Widemouth Mason used to drink Grand Marnier in a coffee cup so that you wouldn't know it was Grand Marnier and he would be drinking that all day long. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, 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 was, it was hilarious because he thought nobody knew but everybody knew. You can smell it. Yeah, but I mean, if you're always in a bar, right? Well, I guess. Yeah. And you expect you expect guys on the road to kind of smell funky anyway. And it's mm. not like Grand Marnier is a bad smell. No, I just, I don't know. Yeah. After no. a while, you'd smell it on someone's breath. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, okay, so 
We're talking about gear you don't need, but want, and which and would use like like pretty much is everything you buy. I I don't know. It seems like you buy something and you get rid of something that you don't need, and then you're like, God oh, damn it, I need that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so in 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 past, this is kind of one. This is kind of where I want to take it. Uh, in past episode, we talked about your love of the LA3. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, did you guys get, speaking of, did you guys get one of those golden age LA3s in the studio, in, in the, the store? No. no. We're trying. Uh, we're having issues with uh, somebody who approves those purchases and stuff. Gotcha. And yeah. It, it's been frustrating. Has, has the store's um, pro audio sales gone down? No, no. We're one of the the biggest stores in the country in terms of sales, like top five of like, I think 85. Yeah. But is that, is that specifically for pro sales or for pro audio? Cause I know they, they look at those kind of things, right? Oh, I, no, they don't. They should. The story is, is that this particular person who happens to approve or disapprove all, if not most. Yeah. He will sit there and just be like, no, 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 no. Like, he won't talk to anyone and be like, why do you need this? Why are you ordering $10,000 of pro audio gear? He'll just say no. Uh, that's too bad. That's too bad. And, and meanwhile, then there's like people like me, like, all I want is one of everything that we're supposed to be able to rent. Yeah. I would. I would rent a pair of them right now. Just to test them to find out if well, if I want them. Can't rent those. Yeah, that's but right. I was trying to get like our rental department to have like some actual pro recording gear mm-hmm. because I do get a phone call a week asking, "Do you have this?" And I have to be, "No, your best bet is downtown." Unfortunately, uh, yeah, right. And. People who shop at the South Store don't want to go to the downtown store because the downtown store is a pain in the ass to get to. I love the downtown store because I love the staff, but it is a bitch for parking when it's busy. It's a bitch in traffic most of the time. And just that whole area is just generally awful. Well, it's a, it's really close to very shady parts of town. Well, that's not even that's not even the biggest no the biggest that's issue. Not it's the just biggest the fucking issue, traffic. Well, yeah. it was an issue for me. Like, I don't huh. drive, but I have to walk past those neighborhoods. I guess to get that's there. true. Yeah, and I don't like that. That's I have to fair. pass that shelter, or whatever, which, and then get harassed by everybody for change. Yeah. Then there's the the every fifth guy gets aggressive, right? Well, I've I've learned to just keep walking. Right. And if they get aggressive, whatever, they're just usually yelling at the air and everybody's thinking they're nuts. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I know I look like the asshole because I won't even respond. But at the same time, it's like I'm I, not going to s- sit there and waste 30 minutes to walk a block because every third person is asking me for change. Right. Yeah, that's fair. So yeah, it would be it would be it would be really nice if if the Southside store was just kind of the the store, 
you know, like have this stuff. Although it, it, it wouldn't be a bad idea if, if Long and McQuaid had less stores in town, un- unless they're all doing really well. I, I, I guess they mm. would all be doing really well or they wouldn't maintain them. Because there's that's four stores in town. Yeah. Anyway, well, we're, we're definitely not expanding anytime soon in town. That's yeah, for sure. Right. I don't necessarily even think in Alberta we'd be expanding anytime soon. Well, there's a lot of stores in Alberta. I think there's like three or four in Calgary. There's three. Okay. Yeah. There's four here in Edmonton. There's one in Grand Prairie. If there is a place that needs one, it's Red Deer. Yeah. Yeah, Red Deer could... Red Deer's 75 now? 75,000? Well, you know, a place right in the middle of the two big cities in the province. That would be... That would be the place to have one. Yeah. Though I don't think Long McQuaid's going to do that because Long McQuaid's trying to break into the Quebec market right now. And they have some success in that. They have a couple stores. I'm actually surprised they haven't had success earlier. Um, They're having a hard time but getting a foothold in Quebec. Yeah. Because they're not a French store. Studio Economique. Um... Studio Economic is in Toronto, though, isn't it? No, they're in Montreal. That was they had a place in Mississauga. Like their main place, I thought was in Mississauga. The website says Montreal. The yeah, um, maybe I'm just wrong. The one thing I ordered from them came from Montreal. Hmm. Um, and they're they're French. Like every time I've talked to those guys on the phone. It's very thick accent. Uh, not always thick accent, but it, the, the accent is there. Okay. I've never talked to uh, to a native English speaker. You know what I mean? Right. And my French is is terrible these days. So. I've never bought anything from that website. I've only ever used it to yeah. for getting something cheaper at Long McQuay. <laughs> <laughs> I've done the same. I've done the same. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So. Uh, let's dive into this idea of gear we want that we would actually be using. You've got these, you've got these spirits. Um, mm-hmm. and what, what would you use the spirit on? Uh, like, like you, you mentioned toms, um, well, vocals, like, to me, that is going to be my 87, my jack-of-all-trades right. microphone, because I think it sounds that good, and for the price point, it's a it's no-brainer. A, yeah, yeah. Especially when you take into account my discount. Like, it's a really good price. Mm-hmm. I saw I saw a couple of them online in Canada um, for 400 each. That's a good deal. Yeah. I, I would still buy from work myself because you would yeah i mean uh, your your employee discount is a little better but yeah yeah um but it's hard to beat my employee discount because yeah yeah. that's one of the perks of working at a music store well and it's distributed by uh uh, yorkville so like it's if it's distributed by yorkville i get an even better discount nice than i would normally so that's why it's so cheap for me 
Right. I'm I'm not going to say numbers because I don't want. Yeah, it, it's it's unfair of you to, and it, and it's irrelevant because that might change by the time someone's actually listening to the podcast, right? Yeah. So well, um, I mean, it doesn't matter because no one can get it for that price anyway. Yeah. If they don't work for the company. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So Tom's, would you use it on uh, on guitar amp? I would try it. Yeah. I think it would work for like a clean or like slightly dirty, like maybe old school rock kind of tone. Or uh, I think it would be awesome for country guitar. Right. Would you would you use it for like a high gain guitar? I don't know. That's the thing where mm. I'm like, I don't. You have to have to experiment uh, with it. Yeah, first, I would yeah. have to. I would have to at least try it out. Right. To um, see if it would work. Um, I would like to get the Starlights. Those are the... Uh, pencil condenser microphones with the laser pointer laser built pointer. into them. <laughs> <laughs> it's too bad that laser pointer isn't isn't like a like a little magnetic unit that uh, that you could pop on and off because that would be super, super handy. I would like it if it had like a readout that said whatever you're pointing it at is X point X distance away. Cause that would make it even more better for uh, oh, recallability. Cause that's I the guess, whole point right? of the laser pointer is for the recallability. recallability. Yeah. So if not only could you have it pointed at the same place, but have it in the same distance. Yeah. That's actually, that's actually, though that would probably idea. increase the price significantly. Yes. Again, I would want it to be. I would want it to be a like a magnetic tool that you could pop on and off every microphone, right? Because most microphones are metal, so yeah. you could throw on a magnet, no problem. Yeah, I think that but would be. You'd have to make sure that you, you put the thing on the microphone the same way every time. But that's easy enough to do, right? Yeah. Especially if you're working with your own shit. You, yeah, you are familiar put, like, enough. Marks on it or something. Marks, or you just remember, you know, like 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 with these with these mics that we're using, it, it'd be really easy for me to to remember. I'm going to put it on logo side at this position, ninety degrees. You know, yeah, easy to easy to think along that. I think it'd be cool if they made that tool yep. as like its own separate thing with the added distance thing. Yeah, exactly. I could see a lot of people buying that. Yeah. Because then you could use it on any mic, not just the Starlight. Right. But I want the Starlight, and I would love to try that on amps. Isn't it a small diaphragm? Uh, Yeah. Okay. I am... But it also has three different voices. Oh, right. It's kind of the reason that makes me want to try it on an amp. Yeah. Just because that, that that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I have the, the Sennheiser's E906 yeah. that has the high boost neutral and high cut. Right. I've never bothered changing any of them. It always sounds like just on neutral. It always sounds pretty close to exactly what I want. So, yeah. Yeah. I can't remember how much the starlight is though. I think it's like 800 bucks. What? For a pair. Oh, okay. I was going to say, what the fuck? <laughs> um, no, yeah, not 
Not a single one for 800 bucks. Match pair. Yeah, okay. Because, I don't know. Why uh, yeah, would you buy a single one? Well, I'm, well I don't know. Maybe some what, people would. But I would your, always buy a match pair. What is your... What is your... Uh, um, what is your feeling about the whole match pair thing? Necessary versus unnecessary. Yeah, uh, whatever. That's, Why, wh- that's my opinion. Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, I've been forced with so many microphones that I have to just... Use what you have. What? I, yeah, use what I have. So I am, I am editing a, um, and I, I, I will be mixing. I'm editing a recording that was done in a living room. Um, it was a nice sounding living room, but this is this is what the overheads were. Yeah, hats side, according to the according to the session notes. Anyway, the hat side overhead was an MXL seven seventy. One of those $100 big black fat things, mm-hmm. right? Large diaphragm condenser. The overhead for the right side, <clears throat> for the for the ride side of the drum kit mm-hmm. was an E906. Uh, sorry, uh, the 609. Okay. It's not a condenser at all. It was a dynamic mic. That, okay, that... Dude, it sounds fucking great. It like I I would not have known had I had I not known. Okay, I, I wouldn't even wouldn't even questioned it. I might have I might have EQ'd them independently because they're they're not recorded as a stereo right uh, file. They're recorded as independent mono, but um, I might EQ them a little differently uh, because they do sound different. But yeah, I I would never have questioned it. And anyway, so <clears throat> that's thrown my whole my whole perspective into uh, my whole perspective of matched pair into whack because I'm starting to think why would I care? You know? Well, I don't know. Maybe back in the day, like having serial numbers close to each other and making sure that they matched was a bigger thing but these days with technology being what it is like a thing could be a thousand units off and it's sounds well sure sure refuses to make matched pairs or to release matched pairs as a sales item because they say their quality control is strict enough that every single unit that comes off would pass a matched pair test for any other company well, and I've been given this, well, rather, I've been given an email because I wanted to buy a match pair of, um, what is it, Apex uh, 460s. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I was told that something along the lines of, we don't do match pairs, though you should be able to buy a second 460 and it should match up. That's really interesting. I That's have, what they claim. I, I wouldn't would have loved bu- to try, test it out. I wouldn't have thought that from Apex just because they're as they're as um, well, dependent uh, on Chinese manufacturing as they are. I I think I was just the rep was just saying that to me. Right. Fair enough. <clears throat> I'm looking at, I'm and look- I think it's more or less they don't want to release match pairs because it'd be a pain because Chinese yeah. 
factory yeah. made stuff. Right. Doesn't Apex test everything in Canada anyway? Uh, maybe. I'm not or sure. It, or do they I'm just take it straight from the factory? Familiar. Yeah. Uh, but I know it's Chinese parts made in China, shipped to Canada. Yeah. Um, there was. You and I were talking about this last year. There was a uh, um, one of the music stores out east was selling a pair of Apex 460s that were modified to be matched. Okay. Um, they were selling them for 500 bucks plus like $17 shipping, something like that. 500 bucks for a pair that's... That were modified to be matched. It's decent. Yeah. It's not a killer deal, but it's decent. Well, but it's it's the... I mean, it doesn't beat a, an employee discount. Uh, I'm, but I'm thinking like buying them new. You're looking at, I think, 700 bucks for a pair. Yeah, that's But if you right. bought them used through Long McQuaid, you could get a pair. Um, Did Long McQuaid have some used ones? Oh, yeah, they definitely do. Oh, fuck. All across the country, there's used 460s. Guaranteed. Because there's a lot of people who like buy them because um, somebody tells them like Apex is a good company and they are a good company, but then they read like online reviews by like some kids who don't actually record for a living. <laughs> yeah, right. And they'll say things along the lines of "Oh, Apex is shit," and it's just like, "Have you even actually used it?" Because I, I, I see the reviews that say Apex sucks. Do you remember the Viking? Yeah. He bought a pair of them. Yeah. And was trying to sell them last time I talked to them. Yeah, um, I remember you telling me about that. Yeah. I love my 460A. Yeah. And 460Bs are great. Well, they're they're a, they're a good mic. And, and you know what? I had, um, I had, I bought one at one point, killer deal from uh, some online retailer. Um, but I ended up sending it back because the ground, the ground loop that was created with it was so extreme. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing what I know now about ground looping, um, I wish I kept it. Well, you could always borrow mine. <laughs> and mine's I mean, I'm going to end up having all your stuff here yeah <laughs> well, all you have so far is one of my mics and a snare mm. I think I don't remember I won that, anything else I won that microphone yeah you did <laughs> um, actually it's in it's in the uh, the red kit that's out front it's made it into the uh, yeah, that'd be a good mic for that yeah yeah the thing yeah. is is if I had that mic I would just sell it because I have no use for it and I have no desire for it either how much would you sell it for I'm not sure yet if you ever if you ever come to a number let me know all right um yeah because it's it's uh it's decent yeah I, it, I don't think it's a terrible mic I just yeah I don't know anything I would use it for I have other mics that I prefer um so <clears throat> we're getting way off the topic that I wanted to talk about but did, you remember? You remember when you were saying the guys were coming to you and, and asking for us Australian-made uh, yeah. NT ones. I haven't been able to find a Chinese-made 
NT1. As far as I as far as I can tell, they're all made in Australia in the road factory in Australia. As far as I can tell, huh. um, every every video from Road that I uh, suggests that every every picture of one I've seen online all has made in Australia. I've never seen. I don't know. Yeah, I I'm only going off of like information from coworkers that are well, and, and yours across is across the country that are emailing me. Yours is even for, made in Australia. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, maybe it's like there's a certain version of it or something. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't uh, know, maybe mine has a a resistor in there that's different from the new ones that are being released, and that makes a difference. I guess. They still sound like a cheap mic. Yeah. Yeah. They don't sound bad, but they still sound like a cheap mic. It, yeah. it sounds like a mic trying to be a U87 or no it's it's trying to look like a U87 yeah. to make people buy it but when you actually use it it's got like that harsh brittle you know we actually used to use them at um at the radio station mhm there were there were two studios that had 87s and there were five 87s between those two studios there was one studio that had um, an 87 and two SM7s. And then there was one studio that was all decked out in NT1s. It was super, super strange. I don't, like I said, I don't think it's a bad mic. I just, anything I would use it for, I have mics that I would use You prefer, yeah. Yeah, it, and, and I think the it thing... It would take me a long time before I would get to that NT1. I think the, the thing that I like about, about the NT1 is, is it, um... It works. It works really great for for speech because you, you you just don't need you know you don't need anything fancy for speech. No, as long as as long as you have the right, <laughs> she won't actually fall off. The puppy is sleeping on the couch beside in between Mary and Joey, and she's hanging her head off the couch. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. She's anyway. quite happy though. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you're right. Um, it, it's just it's just, it's low down the totem pole, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, when I have the mic choices that I have, like I got a forty forty. I get, I have two spirits. I have yeah. a what's the a blue microphone? It's orange. I can't remember what it's spark. called. Spark. Spark. You have a spark. I have a spark. Cool. I'd love to test that out. Bring it. All right. Yeah, bring it next time. I'd love to test it out. The wood box that it came in is broken, but... I don't care about the box. Yeah. I as long as you it. don't... As, as long as it doesn't get broken in transit, right? I mean, the and microphone... kind of break... Well, yeah, the mic... I think the microphone's pretty solid. Like, I lifted it. It's a pretty solid unit. Cool. Um, What else do I have? Well, I mean, I got a 7B. I got 57s. Mm-hmm. Sure, uh, I got those weird microphones that I bought for like a hundred bucks. Oh, they were the ones like they're made of wood or something, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I I would only use those as like I don't know. That's a microphone that I don't see myself using very much either. I I bought it for the novelty, <laughs> <laughs> right? Nice. Um, 
You have an impressive mic collection. Yeah. Not bad for somebody who like rarely records. Yeah. You really do need to get yourself into a studio situation so you can work more. Yeah. But then I would have to buy preamps. That's true. And I already do want to buy preamps. Like <laughs> what I want actually is for Apex to make a 500 series power supply. Yeah. Because if they could make like a six or eight channel, maybe even a 10 channel um, 500 series rack for, I don't know, three, $400, that would be, that would make the entry point for so many people so much lower because then they could worry about buying the preamps and stuff. So, um, so uh, you've heard of Alctron, right? Uh, Alcatron. They're the ones that they're the f- that that's the Chinese factory that makes um, like the Golden Age pre seventy uh, okay. pre five seventy threes and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, they make they make a um, a three channel a three channel five hundred series. Um, that kind of looks like the workhorse. It it, it kind of does, um, and they might have they might have stolen it from that. Um, up close, it doesn't look doesn't look as as well, similar, but it it looks like a workhorse without all the fancy features that a workhorse would have. But I've seen these I've seen these go f- on eBay for um, under two hundred bucks for a, for a three channel for a three channel unit. That's not bad, but I don't know. I think if somebody could make like a six to ten channel unit, yeah, preferably maybe eight for mm-hmm. three four hundred bucks. They would get a lot of business. <laughs> yeah, they would. <laughs> I mean, I'm specifically saying Apex should do it because then I could get an even further discount on it. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Which the next time I see uh, the rep, I'm going to actually make that suggestion to him. Well, it's it's a it's kind of a. It, is it still as popular a market um, in the stores? Because it, it uh, we I, get questions about the 500 series all the time. Because okay. like there are those guys who are um, maybe they're going from hobby to going possibly professional, or right. either that or like they're going further with the hobby, something like that. And a lot of times we will get questions about 500 series stuff. And so, and I mean, there's only, I think there's only two of us in that store that have like experience with 500 series, right? myself included. Yeah. Maybe some others do have experience with 500 series, but from what I gather of the PA side of my store, there's only a few of us who have actually like have hands-on experience with analog equipment. The rest are... Very yeah. much in the whole new age digital world. So, um, <clears throat> but we do get questions from guys that are wanting to look into that kind of thing. And they're wondering, do I stick with 19 inch racks or do I go to 500? And then it's, it's a lot pretty much being like, how much versatility do you want? Uh, do you want it so that you can swap things out all the time? Well, then 500 is the way to go. 
for people who have experience with synthesizers, how I tell them about it is like, do you know what modular synths are? And then it's like, yes. Okay. Well, 500 series is the modular synth of recording world. Right. Because it really is. Uh, I will probably never buy a modular synth because that seems like way more work than I'm willing to put into synthesis. <laughs> but I would love a 500 series rack or two, mainly because I could just be like, here's all my heritage and stuff. Heritage Audio, uh, heritage Audio has a four-space rack um, that sells for $299 American. Yeah. Uh, it's or, still not quite what I, I want. Yeah. I want. Yeah, it's not your price point. Not your. Yeah, like make that an eight-channel unit for the same price. That's closer to. You can build your own, hey. I know I could. Okay. <laughs> it's like I don't want to. <laughs> it's. Well, I'm the paratech now. I, so, yeah. I take apart things, look at them, wonder what the hell's wrong with it, put it back together, and then it magically works again. So the. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> The Lindell, the Lindell 506 is still probably your best bet. Um, between it and the Fredenstein, those are the two that are... Yeah, well, I mean, those are the, the two cheapest, but I think if... Um, and I think Apex would be best at this because Apex actually has 500 series, like they have a 500 series compressor going for 200 bucks. Yeah. So if they made like... a rack unit power supply for 500 series like an eight channel for three four hundred bucks like right that would be a killer deal and i'm talking canadian prices so for americans that's like 100 oh, bucks yeah. <laughs> yeah no kidding eh? <laughs> um does uh more brands give me more brands this is terrible i'm oh it's art they sell um does apex not sell in the states uh, I, I don't know i think they do because people get mm -hmm. oh wait people talk about art i i keep forgetting that art and apex are technically, technically separate different. companies despite yeah. the fact that they're both owned by the same company and are essentially the same company. It's just ART is now the uh, the recording side where I think Apex is supposed to be the more live side or it's vice versa. Huh? I think, no, sorry. Apex is doing more microphones and ART is doing more of uh, compressors and that stuff. Right. I think. It's really confusing because both companies have microphones and hardware. I can't remember how they wanted to DV up the those two companies, but I'm pretty sure Apex is supposed to be mostly microphones and then ART is supposed to be mostly hardware. Gotcha. Gotcha. Even on their website, they have... Are you sure it's not art that has the... Uh... That has the um, 500 series thing. It's probably ART. Yeah. Okay, because I'm I'm I just took a quick look through the Apex site and there's nothing there. I confuse the two companies all the time because they more or less right. are the same company. <clears throat> yeah. 
Um, it's just however Yorkville wants to distribute them together. But yeah, th- that that compressor is like two hundred bucks. Yeah, uh, it's two hundred American. Is it also two hundred uh, Canadian? I think Canadians like maybe two fifty. Two hundred Canadian. Here you go. Yeah. Well, okay. There you go. Two hundred Canadian. That's it's awesome. A, I mean, have you have you had a chance to play with it? No, yeah. um, but some of my coworkers played with it um, a couple weeks ago, and they were telling me like, you know, for two hundred bucks, you can't go wrong with that thing. Yeah, right. But if they could make a power supply to match that price point, I wouldn't be surprised if they're if they're working on it. Then, I hope they're they already are. if they're already going down this um, down this route, right? Oh, I, I definitely hope they are. Products. Uh, what do they have this? Because if, if they do release a 500 series rack, I, I would buy it. I'd probably buy a couple. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, power supply is power supply, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, radial and all those companies have great things because you know i mean the radial ones you get all those cool features like you could stereo link and they're made channels, in canada or you can flick switches so that you can create a channel chain yeah which i mean great but give me a patch bay and i can do that myself so yeah but if you don't need a patch bay um anyway so so what would you what would you load your 500 power supplies with um assuming that the power supply could actually power it i would probably get some 511s because i like those right um i would love to get an api 512c get get the 512v why because it's got the uh it's got the output pot okay Sure. Yeah. I'll get that. Um, oh, yeah. I forgot that that API has recently released a thing with an output pot. Right. Which, I mean. It's about time. Yeah. 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 Um, although, realistically, I'll probably get the WA12 or 512. That with makes sense. The same output. You know, it, it, it almost makes sense to get the. Because you would use. Especially if you had your own rig. Oh, dear. <laughs> She's fine. Um, especially if you had your own if you had your own rig. Uh, it would almost make sense to get one of those four-channel WA-12. They call oh, it the yeah, WA-412, to, right? Yeah, it's to mimic the... Uh, uh, the three, yeah, the 4-3-12. The 4-3-12? Four, three, four, three, 12. uh, it, it's like uh, 3124 yeah. plus 3124. That's right. Yeah. 312 by four. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's like you, you get four channels of, oh, excuse me. The puppy was doing it. So I figured I had to, too. <laughs> um, you get, you get four channels of the, of the API style preamp yeah. all built into a single rack space and they're, they're super fucking cheap. Yeah, I've seen him. I've seen him go for fifteen, sixteen. Goodness gracious me! Feeling all right there? Yeah, I'll be okay. 
apologize to all the listeners that had to listen to that. Um, so you get four channels for 1600 bucks. That's pretty good. Yeah. Right. And yeah. no need for an external power supply. No. Uh, I mean, that's definitely an option. Yeah. Um, what else? I'd probably look into maybe getting one more, um, style preamp. And then aside from that, I, I'd maybe get like a six or an eight channel, unit filled with uh, parametric EQs. Mm. Yeah. And then I would love to get the warm audio Poltec clone. Stereo pair. You think so? A pair. Uh, I um, I just finished a mix where I used one, I used uh, the UA version on, uh, on the output. Mm. And it was the thing, it was the thing that, that finally made the low end sit where the client wanted Okay. It was just it was just fantastic. Well, I I'd probably start with one and then maybe add a second one. That's fair. As time went. Um Yeah. I don't know. I might get two of those four channel warm audio um thirty one twenty four clones. Well they're they're such a great deal, right? Yeah, uh, and I'm and I'm pretty yeah, sure I mean, eight channels of API. That's that's great. Yeah, and I probably want at least four channels of the five elevens. I think that's fair. Maybe more, but the price of those keeps going up, and I wish yeah. I had the money when they first came out because that was such a great deal. I had whomever it was at Long McQuaid downtown. Yeah, sell me four of them because I bought. Did I buy four of them right off the top? I think I bought four of them right off the top, um, including GST. I think it was six oh five each. Yeah. yeah. What a what a deal! Nowadays they're closer to eight hundred bucks. And that's all because of the dollar, right? Well, yeah, the, yeah, because of the dollar. But Sedell. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, you can you can find them on the used market for around that price, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's the way to go, and un- unless you're getting a sweet deal from the store, yeah, yeah, the used market's the way to go. More or less, what I've been noticing is I, I kind of ignore a lot of the used stuff in the store because it's it not more. as good of a deal as I could get brand new. Right, majority right. of the time. Uh, but, the only time I've been buying used stuff, and I have like that guitar like I that bought, guitar, yeah. that that was used, but I paid. 600 bucks for what is probably a $1,500 guitar or yeah. my SV1, 850 bucks for a $2,000 keyboard. Right. Yeah. So unless it's like we are offering or yeah, unless it's like a deal where we know it's a killer deal and thus I have to buy it at whatever we're selling it at. Yeah. That's usually the only time I ever pick up right. used gear. Otherwise, I, I'm, I've been buying a lot of... Well, I haven't been buying because I don't have money. You don't have money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keyboard and new guitar have made it so that I don't have any <laughs> extra money. And I still have to pay off the two microphones. I'd love to get... 
um, at least three more of those microphones. Those yeah, spirits. you were talking about having four of them. Uh, I think um, I would want at least three more. What? So five. Five. What would you use all five simultaneously for? Uh, I don't know. If I was like recording a band live, I could have like one on the singer. Um, could have like three on toms. Maybe it'd sound cool as overhead. So maybe that would work. Or I would love to try it as a kick drum mic. Mm. See if that works. Are they transformer balanced? Or transformerless? I don't know. I haven't had a chance to take apart mine. <laughs> Being that you don't officially own it yet. Well, being yeah. that it's on a shelf waiting for me to pay off. Yeah. I've sold like six of them since having done my shootout here. Right. Because, uh, I mean, uh, hell, I've helped other people at work because of that shootout. Right. Because I told them, like, did you you took those files, right? Like we sent you, we uploaded those files. Uh, yeah, I think I did. I mean, whatever. I don't need to listen to them again. I I know what I heard. Yeah, they're still they're still in your Dropbox. Yeah. Yeah, they're still in your Dropbox. Okay. Whatever. I I don't yeah. need to hear them again. But if you want to share them with with anyone else, right? Yeah. I mean, most people trust me, so. <laughs> and if they don't trust me they trust one of the people who do trust me so <laughs> like ken i told him like i compared it to a vintage 87 one with the batteries packs in them and yep. i had a hard time telling the difference like there is a difference but it's very small yeah and then he will then tell all of his studio buddies that he spends a lot of time with and they end up buying them sweet yeah they're they're uh they're not a sexy looking thing Mm-mm. but that's not it's the, the point, only right? time i have a hard time selling them is when somebody is concerned about how it looks yeah yeah and i i um i think <clears throat> the only the only concern i have about the looks is specifically related to the shock mount because the shock mount's not included, right? No, shock mounts are sold separately, and yeah. that that bothers me a little bit. Which means I got to spend extra money on a shock. You mount. should whatever buy those those shock mounts directly from Austin. They're yeah, cheaper than the company that actually makes them. Than Rycott? Yeah. Really? Yep. Yeah. Because Rycott doesn't sell. Yeah, they do. From their website? Well, I, I mean, been able to f- I- Long McQuaid can sell you a Rycott. Right. Shock mount. So it's it's but cheaper if you buy, than buy it. Yeah. If you buy that shock mount from Austin, it's cheaper than if you were to buy it from right. Rackout. It just it'll be in purple, which I mean, which who cares? Yeah, yeah. I've actually been um, with the Kiwis because the the one Kiwi shock mount that I have is shit. It's just awful. Um, I've actually been looking around for better shock mounts, mm-hmm. and the MXL ninety shock mount. <clears throat> the one that comes with the MXL 990. Right. Big fat fucker. Um, fits fine, and people are saying that it works fine. Um, but still not a quality shock mount. Huh. So I've actually been looking at uh, at the Rycott, um shock mounts. Um, 125 bucks each. Hmm. 
Yeah. Considering it, but. Microphone, I would love to get RCA uh, 44C. Oh, dude, I just missed an auction for one. <laughs> I totally did. <laughs> I have no idea what those sound like. I just, I want it for the, the mojo of it. I will, I have a, I have a vocal. Actually, a whole album's worth of vocals that was recorded with one. Oh, yeah? And, and then I had to record a replacement track. I'll show you the difference. I'll have to dig them up, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and, and apparently, <clears throat> and, and I just learned this this morning when I was uh, watching my <laughs> yes my 1960s how to record kind of video where they were they were doing experiments where they started off with one mic, then they went two mics, then three mics, then four mics, and that right. was pretty much the end. Was when they got the four mics. They're okay. trying to mimic the techniques they used in the 60s to get like those Elvis Presley and Muddy Waters kind of sounds and stuff and. And this guy actually built a studio with those same limitations in mind. Awesome. Do you remember the name of the studio? Uh, no, I don't. Do you remember the name of the video? Uh, sound on Sound, like recording the 60s or something along the, those lines. It, it's a recent video. It's only been like up for a couple weeks. What the 60s did for us? Uh, no. I don't know. It, we'll, it's we'll, on YouTube. We'll look for it later. Okay. On Sound on Sound Magazine's okay. channel. And so what were you... You got excited about it and I interrupted. Oh, uh, the studio owner actually said that there are people out there who had hoarded a lot of that stuff but never right. opened the boxes and are selling them now. What? And so it is possible... If you could get in the circles of these people who are privately selling brand new RCA 44Cs. Wow. And this guy was talking about how he got in contact with the guy. And of course, he doesn't give out the name because why would he? Of course. (laughs) But uh, he was saying like it was new, sealed in box with the user manual. And like really everything it came with, like the strings that labeled the leads and stuff like that. And uh, all he had to do is tension the, the ribbon, uh, do some tests to make sure it was working how it was supposed to be working. Yeah. And then he was uh, off to the horses with this awesome. RCA mic. That's awesome. Yeah, they... And all because um, some guy like bought a whole bunch of these and then he died. And like I think it's either his son or some kind of relative is just selling them off to studios and stuff. Right. As long as you know... To approach him, That's he doesn't fantastic. go on eBay and sell them or anything. It's like yeah. it's to people who are able to track him down via <laughs> contacts or something like that. That's awesome. At least that's how the video portrays it. Yeah. Portrays it. I think the guy was trying to protect where he gets it because he doesn't want to like the supply to diminish in case he needs another one or something. <laughs> Which I get because that's an old mic. Sure. RCA doesn't even make mics. I made the mistake of um, turning that down, so here it is. Um, Cool. Well, I would love to have one. I'll try to dig up those files for you. All right. um, I feel like there should be something to say here, but really don't have anything. See ya. uh, See ya. Follow our hosts on Twitter at 
two bodies of water. You got that mic in a comfortable spot yet? I'm still working on it. At Joey R. Engineer. I can't even talk. I don't remember what my point was. This is a boring podcast. Um, I realize at the end of this, we didn't introduce ourselves. On to the internet you go. Go switch off.